0: I think it's always worth spending those little extra money on hiring a professional photographer, or as I said, collaborating with someone in uh, you know mutual benefits. Um, but getting those high quality photos is definitely good and gives you enough room to to work with. Basically, I, I, I consider April Fools as the the best marketing opportunities that there is. Uh, it's like a one day in a year when you are technically allowed to fool your audience and uh, nobody should really be like, um, upset about it. Yeah, all all these highly engaging posts, obviously you want to grow the audience, but
1: I mean, a big part of any business really is retaining your loyal customers. And if you can get them to keep on returning, then you've got a solid base for your business. And so, you know, the the strategy isn't all for growing the audience, it's also, you know, for engaging with the guests that have already stayed with us and, you know, encouraging them to, to come again, isn't it? Hello and welcome to the Glampy Tech podcast. Today I'm joined by Patrick Volgaski, who's a social media coordinator for GlampyTex and North Coast 500 Pods. We're going to focus more on his work with NC500 Pods today, as we have had some feedback from listeners who want to hear more about social media marketing for glamping sites in a little more detail. In the episode, we discuss the differences between Facebook and Instagram, the type of content that generates the most engagement, the importance of engaging with your core customer base, and April Fool's pranks. As ever, I hope you enjoy and find value in today's episode. Hi Patrick, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, so you're the, basically the social media guy for, for Protect and North Coast 500 Pods. Um, North Coast 500 Pods or NC500 Pods as we'll call it, um, for anyone who doesn't know, is the glamping site that Callum and Ali set up a few years back, um, which basically you know, gave them all their glamping... Well started them off on their glamping knowledge um learn how to you know d- apply for planning permission for glamping sites they learn what it takes to run a successful glamping site um, and obviously Callum and Ali are very hands-off in the in the running of that so uh, at some point they you know hired you to, to run the social medias for them um, and we, I was actually speaking to Ed our sales guy the other day um, and he said that so you know a listener to this podcast was enjoying the episode with callum where we talked about marketing before launching a glamping insight um but they were just after a bit more specific info on the on the social media marketing side so we're going to dig dig into that a bit today um and going to go into a few of the specifics um but just just to start off um how, how, how did you end up working for glam protect and with, with our main
0: focus today for for nc 500 pods? How did that come about Uh, Yeah, so I actually started looking for work before I graduated. Um, um, I I had like a videography and editing skills that I wanted to apply in digital marketing because I've always been interested in like, you know, social media, advertising and and stuff like that. Um, But I really didn't really have much um, experience in digital marketing. So um, I thought that as soon as I graduate, I'll, I'll just look in the digital marketing field to improve uh, to improve on that skill um but yeah i i basically grew up with social media so there was really not much for me to learn it was more uh, a case of getting more experience um, and i've managed social media pages before for free um so uh, when the opportunity of working at glampy came along um i knew that it was this was a great chance for me to start um so uh, i was invited to interview but I didn't really know much about glamping before. So I've been researching the industry for a good couple of weeks um, before I got my head around it. And I was really positively surprised with how popular it is and how it's still growing. Um, I realized there is so much potential for marketing and glamping site. You know, like the, the rise of glamping time perfectly with the staycation trend um, really skyrocket in popularity and in, in interest among young people, including myself. Um, and it is actually now seeing its own trends uh, with its you know sustain- sustainability, luxury, and the whole connection with nature. Um, so I was like really excited to execute my ideas and I, I threw some of uh, my ideas at the interview um, and uh, they really liked the fact that I also had the videography skills so we were basically on the same page that it was good to uh, apply those skills in a different field and obviously keep improving on on the new ones um so yeah and and they just offered me a job so I, I was i was happy to to go and and start with um you know doing the the marketing side of it um and here we are mm. yeah well it's a good point about
1: how you know you grew up really with social media like like i did and it is a lot easier for people like us to, to know what it takes to run, you know, have a decent social media feed. Um, and that's, I think why Callum was so successful with his earlier early marketing efforts. Cause you know, you just, you just understood what people are after on, on Instagram and Facebook and things like that. Um, I think you know the the people that are co- our clients are generally you know an older crowd generally you know they've got a bit of capital to invest and in. that might not be their forte as such. Whereas you know we're quite a, our our company is full of young people really. We sort of understand what it takes to run social media pages. Uh, you, you mentioned there that you um you ran a few pages for free. What what sort of pages were they, and did you learn much from that?
0: Yeah, so um, I used to work in Marks and Spencer, so they they offered me to to run their local store social media page, and I've also had my own uh, social media page with about ten thousand likes, Um, but it was really nothing, uh, you know, like business driven or stuff like that, or like I wasn't selling anything. It was more like just you know learning how to engage with people. basically exploring the tools that you know social media has and the potential to grow and and stuff like that um so i was pretty confident uh, to take on nc500 pods um uh, pretty much and and ob- obviously glampy tech and, and and our own clients um so yeah
1: yeah and uh, obviously callum had done well with with the social media pages for nc500 pods did he when, when he brought you on board did he Sort of lay out a blueprint for you, or did you have uh, a lot of creative control? And have you changed much, or have you carried on with the general sort of themes that he he was doing?
0: So uh, that's uh, actually something that I really liked that um, I was given this freedom of creativity. Um, we didn't really have a like a set plan. Uh, we just like came together and agreed on obje- obje- objectives and KPIs and and we we both knew what we want from social media and i was just trying to execute my ideas um some of them work really well some of them didn't but obviously that's the part of the process mm-hmm. um but generally speaking um we we did get um a lot of new followers um we reached out to a lot of new people uh, especially glampitect the the page um uh, the the business really made uh, its name in the industry um through the social media um, stuff so that's good um, and yeah so basically um, I was just trying to like every, every day I was just like coming up to Kalaman with my ideas and then eventually he was like you know what just like I- I'll let you do it um, I can I can see that you're, you're doing good so you don't have to like come every time and ask me if that's good or not I'll just trust you in this. So I was like, okay. So I had this sense of responsibility, um, which actually made me more motivated to, to, you know, to execute my ideas very well. Um, And I was happy with the results. Um, And and here we are today. That's the, that's the literally everyday, um, day-to-day routine now. Yeah. And what does a typical week of North Coast 500 Pods content look like? Um, so we usually try to plan content couple weeks ahead um while leaving few gaps here and there, just to give us uh, enough room to respond to any current social media trends or events that are happening. Um, but because of the large following that we have, and the fact that uh, obviously thanks to column as well, um, and the fact that we have two glamping sites like Melvick and brora um, the ideas for content are pretty much endless. Um, so. I've got, um, as I said, like a calendar that I just usually try to schedule all my content and see uh, what works well or what what doesn't work. Um, We often do collaborations with photographers and other NC500-focused pages to share photos of key NC500 locations, always trying to, you know, showcase the beauty of um, local uh, environment and encourage people to, to visit our glamping sites. We also um, benefit from our unique selling points. in, in this case, uh, it's Amazon Alexa and our pods, you know custom lighting, voice control, smart home. Um, so that is really attractive for uh, you know new audience to, to book a stay with us. Um, as I said before, responding to current trends or events. So recently, let's say first day of, first day of spring, so a little bit of content on that um easter uh building up to a re- reopening in a few weeks um so so yeah good thing is that because of the fact that we always try to collaborate with other content creators we have a library containing hundreds um and hundreds of co- high quality photos of both of our sites and its surrounding areas so there is so much room to get creative with our content so one thing i'll definitely say is Having as many uh, as possible high-quality photos is definitely good for managing a social media page because obviously it will, like people will always uh, be more encouraged to click and you know check out your glamping site when it's got like very beautiful images of your glamping site and and the the area around it. Yeah, yeah. And did, how often do you post a day or a week? Um, so so now it's every day. Sometimes twice a day. Um, Obviously, we want to reach as many people as possible. so um, we just try to be as consistent as possible. Um, so so yeah.
1: okay, and do you mix up the strategy depend on the platform because obviously, um, you know, we've got Facebook and Instagram pages. does that does the content change for that, or um,
0: does it you know does one lead the other? Uh, so we we usually do cross posting, so we we share the same content on Instagram and Facebook, but there's obviously, exceptions like because on Instagram you, you can't really share links or articles. So in terms of articles, we, we usually do um, graphics just with like quoting whatever the article is saying. Um, and obviously on Facebook, you've got reactions. So let's say we do because um, we, we try to encourage with our audience through reactions as well. So recently we've done a post when we ask our audience to vote between or to glamping sites, like whatever was better. So let's say you wanted to vote for Melvic you, you give a like. If you want to uh, vote for Brora, you give a heart reaction. Um, and obviously you can't do it on Instagram. So we had to work our way around this. So we just done a, a poll on Instagram story. Um, and obviously one thing is, uh, one thing that is very beneficial for Instagram as opposed to Facebook is hashtags, which basically works like SEO um, for Instagram. Uh, because Facebook is not really hashtags driven that much. Um, so hashtag is definitely um, a good way to reach new people um, on Instagram. And so,
1: you know, having a good, uh, sounds like having a good knowledge of, of the specifics of each platform is quite important if you really wanna utilize each platform to the fullest.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, as I said, we we do, although we do cross posting across all, all, all platforms, you can't really just copy and paste it because obviously, um as I said, you can't you can't share links you, you, like Instagram is very limited in, in terms of like uh, links um, articles. Um, and, you know, uh, stuff like that, whereas Facebook is basically you can do all, all sorts of content. Um, so, yeah, you just need to like carefully plan out how how can you execute this idea on this platform and another platform.
1: Yeah, and, and we're speaking to Calvin the other week, and he said, you know, he initially started out focused on Instagram, because that's just, you know, as he said, the words, he, he's part of like the Instagram generation. Um, but Facebook is actually better for the business, really, because it, it seems to get more engagement. And also, you know, can it's, it's easier to get direct bookings, because you can just say you can put a link in Facebook posts, whereas Instagram, you can't, you have to go through a few funny steps. So so do you have like a, a you, when you're thinking of content do you have it with facebook in mind more than instagram or is it sort of a 50 50
0: split uh i would say it's more like a 50 50 split um but as you said yeah facebook is definitely um like the the main thing to to get on so if i was to choose between facebook and instagram i'll, I'll definitely choose facebook it's got better reach it's got much more room um to work with um as i said different types of content so you can be it photos, it can be GIFs, videos, um, normal posts. Um, you can also join Facebook groups, uh, which is actually very beneficial if you want to, you know, engage with, with new audience, um, share your glamping side and whatever, it, it, whatever you've got to offer. Um, Instagram is still good and as, as Callum mentioned in, in one of the episodes that it's more like uh, showcasing your, your glamping side, showing the, you know, the showcasing the photos and exposing yourself to to wider audience but mainly facebook would be your main point to to get those bookings you mentioned facebook groups uh, that's a good a good point actually because
1: they're really good for for well for people who don't know a facebook group is a a sort of a mini community that you can join and you get um i suppose you get more notifications and stuff for, for things that are posted in that little community that only that if it's a private group that only that little community can see and you've actually set one up for, for Glampitect, haven't you? It's called the, the Glamping Site Owners Discussion where, you know, we, we help our prospective and existing clients with content um, in that. But is, is there one for NC500 pods or do you just do it for, for Um
0: So Glamping Site Owners Discussion was actually set up by Colin, but I remember when I joined, it had only about 200, 300 members um, and there wasn't really much activity going on. So um basically what I've done, I was just trying to get um, as much publicity of the group as possible. Um, and we now at over 2000 members with like about 10 to 20 joining every day. Um, but yeah, as you said, it's definitely a very, very good tool to, to look at um, in terms of like, uh, you know, uh, getting new ideas of uh, for your glamping side, uh, collaborating with other people, basically discussing, uh, the glamping industry, getting some insight, networking with other people, um, so for for as a glamping sign owner, I would say uh, the best thing about Facebook groups is to get ideas and look at the competition, see what others are doing, um, check out their pages, see, see what works well uh, at their social media pages and any ideas that you could possibly incorporate into your own glamping site, um, and yeah, I wouldn't really use it for advertising as much, uh, maybe uh, for, I mean, there, there are some groups that are specifically designed for advertising, but in general, I would say it would be more beneficial, it would be more beneficial for, for people to just use Facebook groups as part of uh, just getting your award out there through like, not maybe directly promoting, but as I said, just discussing and, and sharing your ideas because uh, people would be more likely to to you know get in a conversation with you if they saw the like a cool idea that you shared rather than just trying to sell um, and get bookings.
1: Yeah, and if there are any listeners who aren't in in our Facebook group for, for if you want to set up a glamping site, then it's we'll put a link in link to it in the description. It's called Glamping Site Owners Discussion. Um, just before we dig into some specific types of content that you do for NC 500 Pods. Um, because you know this stuff does genuinely work. Genuinely work. So, how, how many followers do we have on Instagram, and how many likes do we have on our Facebook page for NC five hundred?
0: So, at the moment, we've got uh, over thirty five thousand um, on Facebook, and I think thirty three thousand on Instagram.
1: Okay, so that, that, that should give you an idea. You know, it, some of this stuff can can really build up your following. And obviously, the more following you have you'd like to think the more, the more bookings you get and the more popular your site is. Um, so what kind of content do you think gets the most engagement for uh, a glamping site?
0: Um, so as I said before, definitely high quality photos. So I think it's always worth spending those little extra money on hiring a professional photographer or, as I said, collaborating with someone in uh, you know, mutual benefits. Um, but getting those high quality photos is definitely good and gives you enough room to to work with um and also uh, it's very attractive for for new followers to to come and see photos of your glamping site um we always try to engage with our audience by responding to current trends as i said before um we we do memes as well so we <laughs> we all, we try to like get like funny content to to your uh, um to Audience as well, because obviously this is a, often a conversation starter as well, um, and then we can respond to as many comments as as we can, because like the, the more people uh, are engaging, the better, and, if, and and it's always important that you engage with your audience as well. So it's not like you just post um, a picture of your glamping side, say something nice, and and you just leave it. I think it's very important that you show that you know that there's people behind your business. Uh, not like it's it's not robots that you know do automatic posting of your of your posts it's actually uh, real human beings behind the business um we um o- we often re- run like a photo contest as well um just to like you know uh for example recently we've asked our audience to share the best photos of their stay with us Um, And then we decided to run a contest when they would, for example, win a 10% uh, voucher uh, for their next stay. And it was uh, really, really high engaging as well, because obviously um, everyone wants to win. And uh, whoever stays with us, you you always get, you know, nice opportunities to to get these nice looking photos. Um, As I mentioned before, uh, which side do you like more? Type of thing. So if if you got one more more than um, one glamping site or uh, more than one glamping pod or or yard or uh, something like that, you can do like a internal voting, asking your audience like what what do you prefer, Um, and generally questions like just try to ask questions to your audience because obviously uh, getting answers from them will always drive engagement. Um, We also try to get featured in articles related to North Coast 500, staycations, uh, and stuff like that. Um, so w- w- whenever we are featured in uh, any article, we we always share it to your uh, to social medias. And it always drives engagement as well, because people are interested to see what other businesses say about us and other people say about us. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I would definitely focus on the most yeah, and you mentioned competitions there. Um, did not did you run one recently that gave us a massive bump in followers? Yes, um, so we did collaborate with another um, business uh, from Edinburgh and we ran a giveaway. So basically, we, we asked people to follow us, um, tag their friends, and they could be in a chance to win a free night stay with us. Um, and it did blow up. We gained about 10,000 followers in a week um and it's been picked up by some um influencers on instagram with a really big following and they 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 reached out to us um offering to promote our glamping site in exchange of uh, offering them a free night stay uh for free uh, which obviously is always a good thing because it depends on the following but if, if you see that you can really benefit from um you know getting that wide audience from someone else uh it would be really wise to consider um offering a free night stay in exchange for promoting because um you never know what what good might come of it and we had some influencers before from which we gained about I think one of them um because uh one of them went to our Bora site and shared she was she was taking really good photos of like Orsona and and glamping pods and we I think from her page itself we got about 10 bookings. So, um, so yeah, it's definitely worth considering that. Yeah, and, and for those
1: not well versed in social media lingo, um, an influencer is someone uh, usually on Instagram who has uh, some sort of following, you know probably somewhere anywhere between five thousand to well infinite infinite number of followers. Um, and there's a whole industry now of, of of these influencers getting paid or getting things like free night stays uh, in return for some promotion. It's it's just a form of advertising that's really that's really effective because it's targeted because of the people um you know the people that follow him trust them and uh, they tend to get quite a, quite good return on investments from from those uh, advertisements um and then just the last thing on specific uh, content you actually the other day you posted an april 4th prank which got a lot of engagement and inquiries that you had to you had to let some people down i believe
0: yeah uh so basically I, I i consider april Fool's as the the best marketing opportunities that there is uh it's like a one day in the year when you are technically allowed to fool your audience and uh nobody should really be like um upset about it but but yeah it, it drove really good engagement so basically we we drove the we're going to build an underwater pod and we, we got a really, really um, great engagement from it. And a lot of people messaged us asking to book it. But obviously we had to like break the news that, well, unfortunately not this time, but you know, maybe in the future. But yeah, like the, the general response was really positive. Like a lot of people were were laughing and, and joking with us. Um, and we ended up actually getting like reaching new audience who saw the aquapod, they were like, oh my God, what, what is that? um and when they realized it's just a job then then afterwards they went to check on the the actual post that we have so we actually ended up getting uh, bookings from that um campaign as well um but yeah it, it was definitely one of the one of the better campaigns that we we executed yeah and all these highly
1: engaging posts obviously you want to grow the audience but i mean a big part of any business really is retaining your loyal customers and if you can get them to keep on returning then you've got a solid base for your business and so you know the, the, the strategy isn't all for growing the audience it's also you know for engaging with 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 the with the guests that have already stayed with us and you know encouraging them to, to come again isn't it
0: yes definitely um we we actually managed to you know build ourselves a little fan base when we have uh, a group small group of people where they can, um, they actually engage with almost any of our posts. Uh, they share with their friends and family. And we, we've got a few people that like return to stay with us for like third or fourth time. So uh, I would say it's, it's pretty important that, you know, you, you treat your um, customers as, as your friends and family, um, pretty much. So if you're really passionate about social media, you can make it like really fun. Like you don't, you don't feel like you're working. It's more like, a you know, y- you log in every day and you basically want to share with your audience because you really like to do that if you know what i mean yeah yeah
1: okay and then uh, obviously this podcast is aimed at helping as many prospective and existing glamping site owners as possible but we're also a business and we do offer marketing services and as you as you'll be able to see from the numbers that we've got on our social media pages we, we like to think that we're, we're pretty good at it um i know you are patrick um so what sort of off, what sort of services do we do we offer for our
0: for our social media marketing clients um, so basically we can do anything that they want us to do um, from setting up from scratch managing um basically paid ads advertising we can also do website setup if they if they need one because obviously social media and website you always want to link to your website from your social media um, so we can do all of that for them um, because obviously, as I said before, social media is uh, very time consuming, not everybody has time to do it. Um, you can see the example of Callum, like he, he had to get someone to take over social media because he just didn't have enough time to do it. And since then, we're posting every day, we're responding to comments faster, uh, we're responding to messages quicker. Uh, we create graphics which is more um, looks more professional we always try to incorporate NC500 logo uh, some sort of like a watermark on high engaging content so when it reaches new people they will see the logo and potentially uh, look for more information Uh, we we started posting on Facebook groups as I said before we collaborate with others all those little things that normally you wouldn't have time to do it yourself because obviously it does take time so um, and as I said, the benefits are really great. So um, it's, it's definitely worth considering um, uh, social media setup and management services.
1: Yeah, I'd emphasize the, um, the time aspect, but also the quality aspect. Uh, you know, it's, it's more important. We said with Callum the other day, it is more important to just get going and try things and stuff. But if you do want that extra bit of quality, you know, we've got the designers who can make it look, you know, slick and professional, but also uh, personable um and just that consistency of of quality and and quantity of content i think that's something that we really can offer for for our clients but um yeah so get in touch if uh, if, if you're interested in, in hearing more about those kind of things but um patrick thank you for coming on and i'll uh i'll, I'll leave you to um to posting more for nc500 and glam yeah
0: it was a pleasure thank you for having me
1: thank you for listening to another episode of the glam podcast I hope you enjoyed and that you found value in today's episode. If you did, feel free to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts as it really helps us move up the podcast rankings. Thank you.